0: This is the Music Fit Podcast, the place where we unleash your inner rock style. I'm your host, Mike the Schwartz, and I'm gonna bring the heat on the shit that's gonna help you level the F up in whatever area of life you're currently feeling stuck. Let's go. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen got another pirate gangster on the show here today, Mr. Ian Gilligan. Now, this dude doesn't need much of an intro. He creates profoundly resilient human beings. Though. So, without further ado, bring him in.
1: Dude. Yes! Cheers,
0: buddy! Like, what a jam! Oh yeah! We gotta, we gotta start there. We gotta <laughs> start there, Mr. Ian Gilligan, How are you, my man? Doing great, Mr. Schwartz. How uh, are you, dude? I am. Uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot of juice. We had uh, the Yin Yoga this morning, and uh, followed up right after with uh, Brandon Powell took us to Mars again. <laughs> beautiful big bad breath work set right so
1: (laughs) we i'm ready i'm ready (laughs) nice did elon musk show up on mars
0: i think so i think elon was there i think he made a guest appearance yeah he was he was definitely there for yeah i think he had to bounce early though um busy busy guy guy. busy guy (laughs) My man, I, I really want to talk about uh, "Back in the Saddle" though, because that has been traditionally one of my absolute favorite. As soon as I saw that come through, I was like, "Yeah, that was like one of my wa- warm-up songs for for hockey for all my oh kids, nice all my youth." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I fell in love with Aerosmith right off the bat, man. What's uh, what's the story with uh, with them behind for for you?
1: Um, so that came out of uh, that surfaced as my. Uh, song for the unlifted Level Two training, and Aerosmith. I guess early on in high school was whenever you know I was into classic rock, Hendrix, Zeppelin, and then early Aerosmith, especially just the yeah. the raw. Oh, oh yeah, know, dude, so it's, good. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, you just get all all kinds of amped up i want to move weights you know make moves make moves in the gym make moves in life
0: that's and and what a what a segue into it and just to touch on that too how great was that that 70s uh 70s rock where where you'd have that that huge intro that's what does it for me it's that intro that you're like what's going to happen oh shit Oh shit and then it just hits and oh man yeah you said zepp right well
1: yeah oh bam there we go zoso big, big fan
0: <laughs> heck yeah heck yeah, yeah and that's what got me into drums uh, bonzo bonzo was uh, oh yeah i was like i want to do that
1: <laughs> zeppelin 1 there's there's an yeah. epic um song with the drums
0: oh the opener that's here. Is it that's a, what's it that's called a good, Good times, bad times, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom, ba. and he had the bottom triplets.
1: Oh, I didn't know he had a signature thing. Bonham oh, triplets. Yeah.
0: Oh, the bottom the the kick pedal. That was like because the kids like 21 years old just came out. And meanwhile, they had just they had just put like just met. Like they were just like this formed super group. They got into the studio and just riffed. And he laid down this single foot triple triplet pattern. It's like, it's, it's like for, for any drummers out there, it's like you turn your head and you know, some people do like yeah. double takes. They go, Oh, one, two. Oh, what was that? One, two. No, this was like a 17 take for me. I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was wild. That was so crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that whole album is just, it's, it's ridiculous. So anyway, man, dude, onto your segue though, powering, empowering people. I, I love what your, your description and Instagram captures you perfectly. <laughs> I think nice, you know, success. Creating, yeah, that's exactly it. I was like creating profoundly resilient humans, man, that is, I know, hey, success when, yup, I, I go, well, what I know of Ian, that is incredibly accurate. Do you mind like diving in on that and then touching back on how, um, with like a, a song, like back in the saddle, how it gets you amped for throwing weights around, get, you know, get the kettlebells going, get the, get the bar on your back, whatever it is. And yeah. how does that get you amped in life? And how do the two, uh, translate?
1: Sure. So. Resilience and stress; these are things that throw you out of the saddle, right? Everybody has stress. Uh, everybody deals with uncertainty. Perhaps now more than ever, people are facing uncertainty with the pandemic, etc. Um, and the resilience comes into the having a great capacity for stress, but also how quickly can you get back in the saddle? And There's a bunch of different techniques that you hear about, like mainstream medicine has techniques, there's therapy, and then there's some things I found that are, I believe are extremely impactful, extremely reliable across the full spectrum of stress, you know, tiny stress to extreme trauma and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I I help people get back in the saddle as fast as possible and anchor them into their ideal future, too. So when you mix those three things together, increasing your capacity for stress, the speed at which you recover from stress, getting back in the saddle, and being anchored into a grand vision for your future, for your work, uh, personal health, your relationships, kids. um, That's a very potent combination. And it's a combination that can benefit a lot of different types of people. Like, I I believe in these things. Uh, Some of the skills I teach so much that the education system could be teaching these things. They're that effective across such a broad spectrum of people that it could be part of the education system. And... I believe it should be part of the education system. So my whole logic is how um, starting these practices early on is going to create the greatest impact over the course of a lifetime, right? So uh, how, do, how do kids learn things? They learn things from their parents and they learn things from school and their peer group, right? What's the <clears throat> ever-present uh, individual, out of, out of those three things, what's, what's there all the time? And for most kids, it's their parent. The parent is always around, watching them evolve and, and develop and create this identity and just go through these struggles. So with peak performing parents, I'm teaching these skills of increasing your stress tolerance, getting back in the saddle extremely fast, and anchoring into that future vision, so that parents can model these skills to their kids not just speak these skills but model them and yeah I mean I don't have kids so I I leave it up to the parents to say if you want to create this part of your as part of your parenting approach go for it you have these skills
0: pick pick when and how you
1: want to apply them
0: killer man killer Oh, it it sounds like you came to this uh, from personal experience. Were you were you feeling these uh, out of the saddle moments in your in your personal experience, and is that what led you here?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was I was always interested in personal developments um, and managing stress, you could say, because I was, I was drawn to meditation. I uh, did transcendental meditation for a while um yoga uh and i just reading you know naturally interested in 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 philosophy studied philosophy uh had social anxiety growing up throughout college and then you know did some a few therapy sessions went to a doctor took a anti-anxiety drug for a while and i you know just had an intellectual curiosity on top of my personal experience um with these things and that compelled me to explore all these different personal development programs and the two things drug-free solutions that have a great impact on a human uh as a whole is breathing and language and so yeah, personal experience drove my curiosity to explore a number of paths, and um, where I'm at right now is like, okay, this is extremely effective, extremely reliable for a huge population. How do I get this out to people?
0: Rad, man, rad. Now, what brought you to the language game? What's uh, Where Where was your journey there? Because you said something really cool. You know, the, the, the breath and the language, what I'm seeing right now, especially in today's uh, going against the the common narrative is that there's all these alternative practices where we come in we've got breath we've got language we've got um numerous alternative methods of getting getting ourselves back on the straight and narrow how did you find language and then after that had, or which came first language breath did they come together how'd you find all that
1: i was always interested in stories um as a, as a young kid, you know, I was told stories or read stories by my parents. Uh, and then I, I read a lot throughout my teens and then studying philosophy and the nature of the mind, like language comes up. And there was something I, you know, there was a draw there I, I can't fully articulate, you know. And then in 2019, I was at the Strong Coach Summit where Mark England gave a talk. Uh, Mark England, co-creator of Enlifted, Procabulary, um, The Way of the Enlifted Athlete. Mm-hmm. And he led us through uh, an exercise where we wrote down one sentence and then we changed one word in that sentence. And then we changed it again. And then we changed it again. And so I have, I have that background of like, there's something about story. There's something about language. It's, it's key to the, The human mind and then being guided through this experience the end result was huh just by changing one word I feel different and what I see as possible in my mind's eye is different and better and um more attainable so then I was like okay there's something here Fast forward a month, and I do three days of combo and language coaching with Mark England (laughs) in in Imperial (laughs)
0: Beach. (laughs) Boom. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, that was that was a small group. Um, He led like two hours of what the Unlifted Token Story Work approach. People write things down, read it, and then you get to analyze it and Do this really cool thing of asking yourself, is it true? Which it's very hard to test the integrity of your stories when they're just in your head. Put them out on paper and it's exponentially easier. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that's not true. You know? Um, Yeah. So did that. And then each day was capped off with a combo session frog poison burned into your arm and like day one i'm like i mean it's it's known this is gonna be painful and could lead to vomiting and uh i was like yeah so i was like hmm but sounds interesting has this whole cool story behind it of warriors in the amazon taking combo and they they're able to go on these multi-day hunts they don't need to drink as much water Uh, you know, my friends were telling me your, your workouts are going to go through the roof. You're going to recover like a beast after this. And, um, yeah, yeah. So that was interesting.
0: Wow, man. How was that experience? It was painful. I bet it was
1: uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Talk about leaning into discomfort. You mean you can do intense breath work. You can jump into an ice bath and then you can poison yourself with frog poison. Um, (laughs) And I would say the frog poison is definitely the most intense of, you know, strategic applications of stress to build resilience, psychological and physiological day one. I got a couple dots and I was like, all right, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get sick. I don't think I'm going to get sick. Like the clock's ticking. I feel awful. I had this burning sensation coming from my arm where they, put the dots and it's like spreading throughout my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, guys, I don't think it's going to, and then, oh. then began and, yeah. Then I felt, felt at the end of that first day, I felt bad most of the day. <laughs> the next day I was back within 20 minutes eating tacos. Yeah. No then, kidding. Hey, A <laughs> three, 20 minutes down tacos.
0: That's yeah. the key. That's the key to recovery tacos.
1: You might be on to something have you have you have you danced with the combo
0: no not uh yet to be there you know we don't we don't have that kind of shit up here in in canada that's no there are there are there are some healers that that play around with that that magic and um i've yet to get right into their circle where i'm currently at is uh trying to get down to atx anyways man <laughs> so oh, really? i'll just come down i'll just come down and hang out with y'all <laughs> anyways but yeah. uh yeah man no i i i've yet to uh to explore that that's one thing that i'm sitting on the edge going like wow man that's wild and uh it's extremely uncomfortable coaches, i believe that I believe for a that. very
1: short period of time and, and that's a and- thing
0: it's it's a it's a wave right yeah like how much of resiliency that's a really good jump point there too it's like how much of resiliency is that actual fear of as as friggin' Will Smith in the skydiving right it's like that built up fear up until the point where you're there and then you're doing it so like where was the biggest when you're going with combo here where was the biggest block for you was it right beforehand was it after was it during was it the yeah. whole thing
1: uh, I, I believe I have a high tolerance for, for stress and for pain. So I wasn't, I don't remember being too concerned about it whenever I got into it. However, the thoughts through my head were, wow, why would anybody want to do this?
0: <laughs> and, yeah.
1: yeah, and okay, this is, this is terrible. Am I, am I going to ask Mark to, to scrape this stuff off my arm? Uh, you know and uh i I toughed it out but um in the moment during the experience was worse i I think i know what you're saying like in in many things in life just thinking about the mountain is so much harder than actually climbing it and taking the individual steps in this case once you're on the mountain that's the hardest part
0: yeah for me that's why thinking
1: about it i wasn't too too timid but once i was there i was like okay
0: yeah, I, I get like that even in the earlier days of when I'm uh, doing the ice bath work out in the freezing cold river. And it's a very different game when when you're in a controlled environment in your own pool in the backyard or an ice shower, uh, as opposed to getting out into the elements and, and braving it <laughs> in, in the water. I'm happy as a freaking clam right up until the point where I'm in the water. And then in the water is about three seconds. When I was first doing it, I was, I was like, this is terrible. This is the worst thing ever. And then you settle into it. So I can, I, I hear you on that. And in most cases, it's the other way around. Most cases for me, it's like the, the anticipation, right? And bottom line is with resiliency, uh, wondering what your thoughts are on this is that it's um, it's an everything is temporary kind of, you know, you, you got your highs, you got your lows, yeah. you got your pain, you got your your sadness, you got your happiness. and They're all temporary, right? It, it's just an interesting take on it when you put yourself into those situations intentionally. <laughs> yeah,
1: if, I, if you can think that, if you can keep that in the back of your head, I can see value for that for sure. Um, and then also with, with the real intense stuff, it, it often narrows your mental bandwidth. Like for me, when I'm in an ice bath, like I can't, I can't think about a lot of things or worry about a lot of things. No. Or when you're in that combo session, all you're trying to do is survive this immediate stress. And that's yeah. where I fall back to breathing. And if it's, if it's an intense situation like those two, that's all I can focus on. Like I have to let go
0: and breathe. There it is. I, I want to revisit what you said earlier too, with the, with the education system. Now we've talked a little bit more about the things that you've done in your journey here. What kind of things would you love to see? Is it the breath work? Is it the language? What kind of stuff would you like to see in the education system? I completely agree. Um, man, if, if our, our children had life skills, would be wonderful. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Share your thoughts. Share your thoughts on uh on what what particularly you think could be uh could be useful for for the next gen.
1: I think both of those breath and language are two levers that run deep into the human mind and body and can create huge um outcomes in mental state. So both of those I see them as a role in basic education. Um, So there's like, there's physical education. Maybe there should be a stress resilience curriculum, you know, and you could talk about, you know, cell phones, um, just all the different sources of distraction and and information that the human mind is, I mean, in the evolution of humans, this is all extremely new. And this Mm -hmm. is just, Overwhelming a ton of people if you let it. Um, two quickest ways to get back in the saddle are to focus on your language and your breath. So um, with the breathing, it should be basic education on uh, the full I, on physiological breathing, like the proper mechanics, the value of nasal breathing versus mouth breathing, um, and how that's connected to the stress response and recovery from stress you know if you focus just on breathing somebody with anxiety or recurring stress can have dramatic uh a dramatic improvement in their symptoms just by focusing on the breath a lot of the noise up here uh can get turned down substantially
0: there it is. could you dive in and, and explain the difference between nasal breathing why it is valuable?
1: I'd love to. So one study cites approximately 30 unique functions that nasal breathing, unique benefits, uh, nasal breathing has on the physiology that breathing through the mouth does not have. Some of the key ones are it warms the air, which improves lung function, moisturizes the air, filters out pathogens, Um, It also leverages nitric oxide. In the early 90s, they found out the sinuses release this gas called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide dilates the sinuses, dilates the whole airway, and even dilates the lungs to improve breathing efficiency. It's also antibacterial and antiviral. There's trials being done right now, testing inhaled nitric oxide as a therapy for uh, COVID treatment. Um, In a Petri dish, if you expose, um, I I think they did this with the first type of uh, COVID-1 the SARS, basically. They exposed it to nitric oxide, and it stopped the replication of the virus like that. So right now, they're just testing it in actual human bodies. so it, it could have a role on immune function. Um, as a youth, uh, breathing through the mouth, this is well-documented, and it's scary. If you look at that yellow book in the background, breath,
0: they
1: chronicle the impact of mouth breathing on facial structure development. And if you look at somebody who's been a, a, a mouth breather throughout their whole life, they have. There's characteristics that they have in their face. You could, like, I I I had studied breath for years, and then just within the past year, I started to see people, and I'm like, oh wow, that's exactly what's in these books. That's exactly what Patrick McCune what, has been what talking is about. That? What is
0: that? What, what is, like, can, the jaw? What are does,
1: the jaw doesn't fully develop. Okay. Uh, breathing through the mouth. So the, all this structure here, the bigger your jaw, the bigger the airway, right? Um, teeth, crooked teeth, can develop, and it's like a, a sunken look into the, in the face. You can wow. Google images of of mouth breathing, and facial development.
0: Okay. Well, here, take a look at me. A hockey player yeah. too. All my teeth. That it's incredible! Wow, did you have braces? Full full jaw? No, I know. Not, not even.
1: I bet you were a nasal breather as a kid.
0: I I must have been. (laughs) The German jawline and the high cheekbones. At least I'm not sunken in. I feel. I'm feeling. Yeah, I got that breath thing down. We were taught that as. I I, I had a couple really great coaches in hindsight that taught us. I remember doing 20-minute runs. And they were teaching us to run breathing through our nose. Now I try teaching that to my strength and conditioning sonic athletes. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, go for a run and only breathe through your nose. They're like, I can't do that. I'm like, you can, and you'll get better at it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And yeah, we were doing that. We were doing that when we were kids, man. So there you go.
1: Yeah. They, um, they studied like primitive cultures, tribal societies, and they're all nasal breathers. And um, there was a guy who spent time with Native Americans in, I think it was the 1800s. I uh, forget the guy's name, but he wrote a book and he he observed how anytime a baby's mouth opened with these Native Americans, they would quickly shut the mouth. Wow. And he's like, huh, that's that's odd. Um, so yeah, facial developments. Um, there's studies on kids with uh learning challenges and there's a correlation with mouth breathing like these kids are breathing through their mouth so there's that common phrase you're a mouth breather there's truth behind that right um yeah cool so there's those effect those effects um and then breathing through the nose also uh cool key distinction um between mouth and nasal breathing is the loss of carbon dioxide is dramatic when you breathe out through the mouth and not so much when you breathe out through the nose, right? So the key, key uh, factor in a lot of the current dialogue around breath work, now that we have science behind it and it's not just esoteric spiritual terms and things like that, is building carbon dioxide tolerance, In the body. And why would you want to do that? Well, carbon dioxide uh, is a vasodilator, it improves blood flow throughout the body. Um, It also triggers the release of oxygen. So, high level, there's three stages to breathing. Number one, you breathe in. Number two, in the lungs, the oxygen transfers to the red blood cells and CO2 exits. And then three, so you have the oxygen in the blood, how does it get to the muscles and the brain and all the organs? And that's by getting the oxygen to release from red blood cells. What's the most critical um, ingredient in that process? It's carbon dioxide. Mouth breathers, like your oxygen is in the blood, but the flow of oxygen to the brain is compromised. So people with anxiety, people with chronic illness, Um people with learning disabilities, breathing through your nose is going to improve blood flow because CO2 dilates the blood vessels, but it's also going to improve oxygen flow to all these organs. Mm -hmm. So think that's important for an athlete.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your track coach is talking to you about running, (laughs) breathing through your nose. Jeez, man. Yeah. And that that was just for cross-training for like we just we got I guess we lucked out, man. Chestermare, Alberta represent. Holy Heck yeah. yeah. Got got lucky on on our twenty minute runs. It was our physical our physical edge, like our PE. Uh like every every quarter you'd have your, you know, you gotta go do your twenty minute run, your push-ups, sit-ups, all your physical testing and stuff. And uh yeah, our our challenge one year got a great Great phys ed teacher, challenge this year. Okay, cool. Now do it and only breathe through your nose. I'm sure most of the kids couldn't do it. I did. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I love the challenge. Well, you got that jaw. You got that wide jawline, so
1: it's yes. piece of cake for you.
0: Easy, right? Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: was he and, was he coaching exhaling out the nose too?
0: Yeah, coaching only wow. only only That's run impressive. to the pace. That yeah, was only run to the pace that I later learned. Like we're talking 20 years later in my strength conditioning, I later learned this to so like reinforce that. I was Like oh shit <laughs> i remember doing this when i was like 13 <laughs> that's wild. That's huge right yeah, yeah yeah so yeah it was in through the nose out through the nose in through the nose out through the nose basically put your hand over your mouth you're not breathing out your mouth put tape over your mouth and you. like and that's that's something that i i understand is very very um beneficial to the runners out there because you're able to take on that straight like over time of course it's going to suck the first couple goes but over time if you can explain it better how that increases the actual cardio capacity for the runner or for the athlete or for the just the person that wants a better friggin um breath control Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have any any like layman's terms on on why that works
1: breathing through the mouth creates trauma to the airway it decreases the uptake of oxygen to all the vital tissues of the body the brain uh the muscles and the organs if you're chronically ill if you're dealing with high states of stress if you're a pro athlete or a recreational athlete you want good oxygen and blood flow to all the organs and your brain um there's some really cool things that the nose does to optimize that that function
0: yeah
1: and uh It can take a few weeks to get used to it. Like uh, you tell somebody only breathe through your nose and they're like, dude, I can't do, I can do maybe half of what I I normally can do. Right. Um, Patrick McCune has worked uh, author of the oxygen advantage and probably a dozen other books on breathing at this point. He's worked with pro athletes and he has a cool test to gauge their um, breath function and their tolerance to carbon dioxide and pro athletes who perform at a level that 99% of the population doesn't have extremely poor breathing, um, mechanics and tolerance to CO2. Like they score very low, just as low as people with chronic illness. Uh, So you're creating, it means you're doing, um, incredible things with your body, but it's coming at a huge cost in terms of stress to your nervous system,
0: uh, to the mind and the whole, the whole system. I'm I'm just thinking about that with uh, how important it has been. And I'm just reflecting. I'm like, well, when I play drums, I'm always nasal. Uh, I, that's just a natural, and that comes from the athlete side. Because I learned how to do that through, through hockey, through speed skating, through all these things where we were, it, it it wasn't commonly taught to breathe through your nose. I just brought that into my own practice and I saw huge results with, with speed skating, especially, you know, you, you'd see the, the skaters out there just dying. Like they look like beached whales and I'm sitting there just, you know, calm, cool. And not gassed whatsoever. And now I'm thinking back, and like for for a large part of my audience, too, musicians, right? Music fit. And especially drummers, you'll hear Benny Greb, incredible, incredible German drummer, studio guy, is kind of not on the radar anyway. And he's one of the guys that he puts that into his method, where it's breathe through your nose, breathe. Wow. breathe 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 yeah I'll, I'll send you a link check him out because i i believe that lesson particularly is on is somewhere you can find it online and um the the example he gives he's like you ever been that drummer that you know comes out of a, a fill faster
1: out of <laughs> a know, what sitting
0: there going, out of a fill like he'll oh. you know you put a put a drum fill down to the middle of the song or whatever and uh, it typically picks up pace, or if you're preparing that anxiety of like, oh man, I got a big part coming up, and it typically gets a little faster. Why? Because you start either breathing from up here, or you stop breathing altogether, and again, that, that coincides and, and supports your, um, your case on... When we're not breathing through the nose, we get into a stress state. what do we do when we get into a stress state? we talk a little bit faster and we go a little bit faster and we blah, blah, blah. guess what? That happens on the drums too. <laughs> so interesting. It's very interesting, and I tested it. <laughs> it.s It's true. It's accurate, yeah, but yeah, you can go off meter by like that in as soon as you stop breathing as soon as you stop breathing. you know the clicks coming in ta, ta, ta. Fascinating. You're playing your beat, yeah, you're playing your beat, you're fine. you're breathing, you're in out. Uh, Right. And then Phil comes up and you for whatever reason tighten up because you get in work. You, you put yourself into that stress state. So as soon as you slow down your your breath, you can get that back under control. Just what we learn with, with our breath work and our language work as uh, as in lifted coaches. It applies to the drums. It applies, I'm sure it applies to guitar, it applies to all these things. If you're everything a massive part, keep breathing. And Benny Grab was one of the first guys outside of our kind of coaching circles that uh, that I heard that reiterated. I thought that was really interesting. So you know,
1: some good coaches.
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I've yeah, I've I've latched on. I've always had the philosophy of like level up with like surround yourself with way better people, the ones that are really good at doing what they're doing. Yeah, take a listen to them and see what they're doing to get there, right? So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's wild. Now. Oh, that's that's breath is there any mm-hmm. final points to add on that or like you one, mentioned yeah go yeah, ahead yeah
1: one more thing with the nasal breathing is that it encourages the use of the diaphragm if you breathe through your nose you're more likely to engage the diaphragm than you were than you would if you breathe through your mouth the diaphragm is the muscle that bisects the torso it's a dome shape and it's the primary muscle used in uh breathing and if you By using that, you draw the air to the lower lobes of the lungs, where you have more of those little air sacs, where the CO2 exits the blood, the O2 enters the blood, Uh, they're called alveoli. So just by breathing the air lower into the lungs, you're going to have a better, smoother transfer of those those critical gases. Uh, As well as just exercising, the diaphragm stimulates the nervous system. And encourages balance between those two sides: the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, the fight and flight, high stress response, and the low stress response. Um, you can you're more likely to maintain and achieve balance
0: by nasal breathing. There it is. is there a drill for somebody who's interested in? That you you get people that you're starting to work with in in coaching that are really really heavy mouth breathers or whatnot. How do we how do we switch that? Is there a drill that you can get into to start practicing getting low into the diaphragm nasal breathing?
1: Yeah. Um, so if you if you normally breathe through the mouth, take your time with the transition. Um, but I would say go nasal breathing all day, all night. And for at night, you can wear mouth tape. There's tape that basically goes vertical on the mouth. So you do have a couple gaps on the corner. You may feel better psychologically thinking about taping your mouth shut if you have those gaps. There's also tape that goes right around the lips. It's uh, kinesiology tape. And it basically just kind of squishes your mouth and encourages to stay shut. If you really need to open your mouth, you can. Yeah. So nasal breathing all day and all nights. And to encourage the diaphragm, my go-to instruction is to take the hands to the lower outer ribs. And as you breathe in, look at yourself in the mirror as you're doing this. So as you breathe in, you want to keep your shoulders down. And you want to see your hands move laterally. Um, so traditional, a common phrase is, deep belly breaths in yoga right so everybody's pushing their gut out right so you get that forward expansion but with your hands on the sides you're also ensuring lateral expansion and your thumbs are touching your back so you should you can feel that expansion even backward so good diaphragmatic breathing is expansion in 360 degrees so walk
0: me, walk me through that, Coach. Come on,
1: yeah, please. man.
0: Let me see that. Okay. So take your I, hands to I your believe, lower. I believe I got it. Okay, so bottom of the ribs, last yeah, two ribs.
1: Your, your last two ribs. Yep. Okay, got it. Keeping yep. the shoulders down. Yep. Breathing in and out through the nose. On your inhale, push your ribs into your hands so the hands go out. And on the exhale, notice if your hands come in.
0: They feel like they do. They look like they
1: do. Yeah. Go ahead. Do another breath. Nice. So your shoulders are staying down. I can see your hands moving. This is yeah, good. It
0: feels, it feels so much better, too. That was practice. And uh, I remember there was a time where that was a very, very difficult. I, Precision nutrition was uh, was teaching that. That was one of the first times I got a really cool instructional um when i did my my level one through them and it was interesting to see all all the forces coming back there was one common denominator was breathing it was like where my my athleticism was coming in where my nutrition coaching was coming in where my language coaching was coming in everything was coming back to this breath and i'm like hmm (laughs) something's coming up here and and it was challenging i remember the drill that they had uh we'd lay down on our back and hand on the heart center and then hand on the belly and and that was another similar one where like if both the hands move if you don't lose that you know three inches gap in between your hands you're doing okay be mindful about keeping your lower back but i also like because i like that 360 and that's the first time i've heard something like that from from yourself i really like that Mm -hmm. in that practice because that does make a lot more sense to me rather than yeah you see a lot of people like belly breath they're like they got dad bod and then they bring it back yeah yeah that's that's similar to the cue of like bring your belly button into your spine. I'm like, mm.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Maybe you can still have a pretty weak core <laughs> if your belly button's into your spine. I'd say brace up like somebody's gonna rock you in the stomach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes it much more palpable. I got that. <laughs> go. I was like, a yeah. Kelly Kelly Starrett, so that's uh that's a nice that's a nice verbal cue for getting that core contraction so those two together that yeah i like that a lot better on the other side that's cool man thank you you're welcome cool um i want to go down the the line of uh the the language or what other things that you would love to see in the education system for for the next generation is it is it language is it what other things are you teaching that that should be in there and how do we get it in there man
1: so uh I would, I mean, how do we get it in there? What do we get in there? So basic, like breathing and language are two things. Every human being is swimming in their whole lives, right? Uh, maybe maybe you have a few years at the start of your life where you don't have language constantly running. Mm-hmm. Uh, the estimate is 25,000 breaths per day. Another estimate on how many thoughts you have is 65,000, right? These... Most of these, according to some estimates, are the exact same thoughts. They're these stories that you tell yourself about what's possible for you, what isn't possible for you, what you are. I'm a boss, I'm an athlete, I'm a whatever. Yeah. And we, the general trend is to believe that these are very concrete, you know. So for somebody who's feeling well balanced and is well balanced, great. Uh, For someone who has recurring anxiety or stress or wants to make some type of change in their life that seems uh, formidable or intimidating, uh, jumping into basic language patterns, basic phrasings is a great place to start. So for kids, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm coming back to vocabulary here. It's just, just the three core um, principles with uh, simple concepts you can apply every day that uh, empower you, basically. Uh, and the term is that you have the architect mentality. You know, I am in control of my life versus the world is happening to me. I'm failing all my classes, thinking of kids, my girlfriend dumped me, I'll never get into college, you know, um, or, you know, flip that switch just by focusing on those phrases and suddenly the window opens to new possibility. Mm. And yeah, so basic, the basic tenets of procabulary, reflections, affirmations, um, and solid talk. The opposites of, of those are projections. Basically, whatever's happening inside of me, I'm I'm gonna project that onto you, you know. Or, um, uh, where we got, What well, we had? Soft talk and solid talk. And just like, well, I I may want to think about joining a gym, or you know, I will join a gym, you know. This is similar to that, that exercise that you know I was guided through um, that got me down the path of studying languages, changing one word and getting kids familiar with the different types of language, different words and phrasings that create empowerment versus victimhood and fuel these stories uh, that can dominate their thoughts for a lifetime.
0: There it is. Yeah, we also got uh, the, the, you mentioned like the affirmations from the affirmations, the, the common, you see this all the time, especially in our youth, the, the negations. Yeah. It's just, Thank you. is that, is that passed along from mom and dad? Is that, is that a ancestral thing? What's where's that coming from? It's so popular in, <coughs> in, in copy, in media, you watch TV you hear all the, like, it's fear inducing, man. Makes you immediately go like yeah, shoulders way up here. Get all tight. You're like, oh, what's happening? That's, that's how I feel.
1: One estimate is there's a 200 to 1 negativity bias. So <laughs> oh, shit. Human, human, the human mind, as it's taking in uh, information and making judgments and stuff like that, 200 to 1, um, it's going to come to a negative conclusion. Fuck.
0: So really? in,
1: in another individual who was studying uncertainty um this guy sam from uh be more pirate you know that oh yeah you remember oh, that yeah yeah kind yeah, yeah, of course. Conif. so his his new offering is called the uncertainty experts right so he's talking about how a lot of the, a lot of the things we already covered how to skillfully process the great amount of uncertainty the great amount of stress out there in the world and he was saying so at at a, at ba- at the baseline 200 to one negativity bias in the human mind during the pandemic estimates were that it doubled 400 to one or 600 to one right mm-hmm. so there's a there's a very clear language pattern there, and it's this negation um, pattern. It's a focusing on everything that can go wrong, and everything you don't have. And <clears throat> this language orients your brain, and your focus. Like this is a this is a giant problem solving machine that everybody has. And the negation language keeps it from solving problems, right? If you flip the switch to what are some things that could go right, and um, what are some things I have done right, then all of a sudden, there's that gap of possibility through which this thing can do your brain can do what it naturally does, solves problems, sees opportunities. and uh, yeah, so learning how to combat that negativity bias is something I think every kid should have.
0: There it is, Man, you've got a lot of things on, uh, you you wear as many hats as I do. Mine typically looks like a sailor cap, but you wear, you wear a few caps yourself. Now, um, I I caught you earlier this week here with, uh, with Clint and, uh, I missed the very first bit and I have a feeling I want to go back and watch that whole replay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because um you you have you have another offer in two with uh with the kettlebell i believe it's kettlebell collective. is that correct yes yeah okay cool man T- tell me a little bit about that i mean i, I want to know i want to know what else what else you got going and how does that relate into like with your exercise with kettlebells especially how does all the language how does all the um the, the breath work how does that how do you use that in your training, in your coaching, in your development of of uh, recreational or or professional athletes with uh, with things like kettlebell and, and movement practice?
1: Awesome. So there's a really cool uh, kettlebell. Well, there's two I'm going to tell you about. Two ways to achieve meditation with kettlebells and while focusing on your breath. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let that hang out there. And then so the story behind Kettlebell Collective was in 2019. Um, I had been training with kettlebells for two years at that point and became infatuated, started you know, reading everything I could about them and looking at Instagram at all the kettlebell videos. There's a lot of now there, there's a learning there's a learning curve with kettlebells. Right. And that's that's uh, probably what, what drew me to it. Like there's something I can study here. And there's nuance, and there's continual improvement that can occur with the same move. So because there is a learning curve, and it's not like you're sitting in a chair with a machine that only lets you move in one way, um, there's a lot of people that are uh, doing things wrong with the kettlebell, or doing things in a way that increase dramatically increase the likelihood of injury, right? So I created Kettlebell Collective to highlight everybody who's doing things properly, um, as well as great coaching content. You know, there's a lot of people that post videos doing things properly. They're coaches, but they don't explain it. If somebody can use their language to give cues to do it correctly and also highlight this is what you want to avoid, that's phenomenal content for anybody who wants to jump into the fun world of of kettlebells, Um, as well as highlight the cool things, like kettlebell flow, kettlebell juggling. And it became apparent very quickly there's a very passionate community around kettlebells. It's a very supportive community. Um, Yeah, so from there. How do I? How do I serve? How do I create value for these these coaches and the kettlebell enthusiasts? So, uh, I've done. Let's see. Last year, I did a series of goal crushing workshops for coaches focused on their business, personal health, how to set and execute those goals, and uh, we did a lot of focus on on language and focusing on. One of the key looping stories that everybody has, which is identity. What's your identity as a coach or as a business person, as an entrepreneur, and making sure that that identity is set up to support the goals that you have? Um, and there may be some more offerings of that nature coming up this year. And I'll, I also have a couple courses out there. One is on it's basically a level one kettlebell certification uh, with a hard style approach it's easier to learn than the the sport style and it goes deep into the physiology it goes deep into breath work it has the oxygen advantage program baked into it with permission from uh patrick McKean's team so we talk about nasal breathing we talk about Kettlebell flow, matching breath to movement, um, and kettlebell breath ladders. Um, yeah, so that's what Kettlebell Collective is about.
0: Oh, there it is.
1: There's many ways to meditate with a kettlebell, but there's two that I want to talk about. Please, yeah. And number number one is the kettlebell breath ladder. Now I heard about this from a strong first coach, and she said it's part of their certification weekends. Um, and it's a great way to hone in your, your kettlebell swing. But what, I, what really struck me was, whoa, I feel very alert and very still. This is, this is very similar to meditation. So you go for approximately 45 minutes uh, doing a kettlebell swing and alternating with breath. For example, do one kettlebell swing. Put the kettlebell on the ground, stand up, take two breaths, ideally through your nose, depending on where you're at, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and then you pick up the kettlebell again, do two swings, put it down, three breaths, three swings, four breaths, and you continue for 45 minutes um, or I mean, it, you have to be pretty solid with your swings. You can also do this with deadlifts. Deadlifts. You can do this with air squats. You can, you know, uh, scale appropriately. It to, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was
0: going to say, is this like, traditionally, is this going to be a hard style swing? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Super. But cool. as you get to those higher swing repetitions, your body gets more and more CO2 buildup and the alarms start going off in your head, breathe out through your mouth. Breathe out through your mouth to dump CO2, right? So depending on where you're at, you know, uh, for for new people, I'll say, okay, try uh, two breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, and then see if you're better. Um, If that's not good enough, take two breaths in and out through the mouth. More advanced people. Stay with the nose, you know, make sure you're breathing at 360 degree expansion. Sometimes I'll put my hands on the ribs just to make sure I'm doing it. And you may have three to five very uncomfortable breaths where you're like, oh, my God, you know, this, this is terrible. But then what happens sometimes is right after that, you feel super calm and super clear and All that, the noise just gets drowned out. Um, It's like weeding the garden, weeding the garden, you know, Uh, over the course of 45 minutes swinging, swinging the kettlebell and focusing on your breathing, whatever you have knocking around up here in the background, it's going to come up and it's going to move on that conveyor belt of thought and just, just go on rather than, you know, potentially rooting it.
0: Oh, I love that, man. I'm going to use that today. Yeah.
1: yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I finished it and I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then I hopped on a call and I was like, wow, I'm very present and alert. And then I started doing them every day for over a month. <clears throat> and I started, started inviting people down to the beach with me to do that. And then sometimes we would jump in the ocean afterwards.
0: Oh yeah. But, man oh man oh man so that's that's Uh, one
1: of the workshops i'm leading
0: oh dude i love that it reminds me it was like um we did something very similar with like typical stress uh and and this was like a stress resiliency piece of my programming and we would do no more than three reps of you know your typical complex movement a squat sometime It, it was generally just one maybe two in that workout because it would take like yeah about an hour and a half yeah right and the one that i i felt the biggest improvement on was my my wide grip chin mm. Be, being a speed skater i I'm legs so yeah chins are a mortal enemy <laughs> <Nebusiness>. <laughs> right? Like, what's a chin up no you mean like with your legs <laughs> you know i look yeah. at the bench press and i'm like oh that's just a squat rack for little people i get it <laughs> <Right>? that's <laughs> i get it upper body is not that's not my wheelhouse okay and i I like it i like it that way so it was a good challenge on that and it was two to three three was cap and then you take as many breaths uh on those reps so you do like yeah two or three and then you do two or three of the breaths and you would just match and it was all nasal breathing and it was Mm. so difficult man and because of the clarity piece it was it it, not the muscular strain or anything like that because you had enough ample time to like get back to your atp and i was able to do the the drill my head was so whoa and then afterwards yeah just the cloud nine i was just all right whoo this is so that's it yeah it, it sounds very very uh, in alignment with where where I'm at with my training, anyways, that sounds awesome, man. Forty five minutes of swing.
1: <laughs> yeah, once once you wow. do forty five, then go for an hour. Let yeah. me know. Let me know, uh, what you think.
0: Oh, dude. Well, I've got the I've got about two, three, four years now of of good breath work, and plus, like with the nasal breathing, it sounds like it's the same kind of feeling that when I first did that run with nasal breathing felt like that kind of uncomfortable like oh i'm gonna die like i need to get this uh, co2 out and that goes away after a couple couple weeks of doing that it's just training it's just building yourself Mm -hmm. up into that so yeah folks listen to that amplify your training regimen with breath holy love that heck yeah what's the other one that you're running you mentioned that's the that's the workshop Uh,
1: so the other one was called is called kettlebell partner passing created by michael castro giovanni he's an og kettlebell coach um he was he's been in the game since the beginning of you know kettlebells in the u.s um and during during his early days he asked a fellow coach he's like why don't we try throwing these at each other natural you know natural progression right and um over the years he's developed a whole education system and approach to safely passing a kettlebell back and forth with two people and i interviewed him on the kettlebell collective podcast and i'm like what are you are you doing anything with your breathing and he's he was he he mentioned he's like oh yeah i do do a specific cadence with the movement And i was like yeah that makes sense but um yeah, you drop into that clarity and into that flow with another human being. Ooh. So if you think about this in relationships, uh, in the context of teams, you know, team sports, it's huge and it's, it's fun. It's a really cool uh, technique to learn.
0: It is. Have you got any other offers right now where people can, if they're interested in working with you, where can they find you and how, how can they get, uh, how can they get some more awesome Ian Gilligan going on?
1: Cool. So for the SoCal kettlebell fest, you could go to, oh, I hope I remember this. It's Hallie underscore your kettlebell coach. Coach Hallie Kazda is the creator of this. She's an, a phenomenal kettlebell coach among other disciplines. Um, you can sign up there. You could go to kettlebell underscore collective on Instagram. Same deal with Hallie's thing. That was their Instagram handle. Okay. Um, any Anything related to kettlebells, if you want to take our course, you can access it there. If you're interested in the 90-day masterclass for parenting perseverance where you get a deep immersion into highly reliable and in some cases, clinically backed, um, tools for managing stress. That's peak performing parents on Instagram. And if you have questions on anything, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, iangilligan.co.
0: Perfect. man. I'll make sure we get all that in the, uh, in the show notes as Thank you. well. I'll connect. I'll connect with you. Grab all the the proper links too. After after we're done here, now, my favorite my favorite part of the hour. <laughs> okay. Well, it's great. On. quick. Yeah, I know. I know. We we we're yeah. That's why I saved this for the for the the ninjas. Okay. Because you know how to you know how to bob and weave with me. So I'm just gonna throw you questions. You answer whatever, and we're gonna start with the obvious ones. Obvious mm-hmm. ones. Okay. I'm I'm certain you already answered this. Best pound for pound exercise.
1: Um, best pound for pound exercise. Breath work.
0: Breath work. There you go. Very nice. I like that. I'm gonna let you elaborate on that. Just for people going, that's so, an exercise. <laughs> elaborate, <clears throat> elaborate on that. Yeah.
1: So, for a second there, I was gonna ask for some context and so depending on the outcome you're after there's uh, i would answer differently um but without any context we're talking about human beings work on your breath huge multitude of benefits
0: okay perfect
1: your favorite food favorite food
0: steak sweet man you ever had alberta triple a i have not no oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna find you and i'm gonna find a way to bring some alberta (laughs) all right
1: i look forward to it
0: yeah i'm gonna track you down (laughs) um okay without context again least favorite exercise sit-ups cool i agree (laughs) <laughs> no need yeah stupid no need. stupid stupid <laughs> so people out there stop doing sit-ups okay i don't care yeah. if they're full i don't care if they're crunches I don't care if they're whatever just stop them okay just yes. swing a kettlebell
1: <laughs> do some front do rack some squats deadlifts.
0: yeah exactly squats. front rack deads anything anything but crunching you're already already here <laughs> you don't need to be there Cool. Uh, this is a good one. We're all about collaboration. You know that with the, with the Enlifted crew, with the, the Mace community, with the, with the Kettlebell community. Everybody's all about connection. I want to know if you had the opportunity to collaborate with either Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber, who would it be? <laughs> careful. Careful how you answer. Oh, shit. I know he's listening.
1: Well... Yeah. Sorry Bieber. Um, I'm going with T Swift. <laughs> yeah, there we go. What would Taylor Swift do?
0: Exactly. What what would she do? She would she would probably collaborate with both herself and Bieber and then write a song about how terrible the collaboration with Bieber was. That's probably what she would do. Oh, really? Has I she done so. that before? She's done maybe not with the collaboration thing, but she's notorious for doing that with everybody else every dating thing she's yeah. ever had has been a song oh yeah sounds
1: like she's, a challenge i'm doubling is, down on t swift
0: yeah yeah that's what i'm saying is like she is the ultimate pirate like i fucking love her she's great you know i named yeah. my car after her. my car's named is so <laughs> good choice okay now if you had to pick like one best language hack for the average joe the average joe out there just to help level up What's the simplest thing that they can start doing right now in their, in their language practice to help use words better?
1: I'm going to tie back to the negation and affirmation because many people with that negativity bias are focused on all the things they don't have. And simply by getting clear on what do you want? You know, so many people are venting like, oh, that feels good, you know, but you really want to gain traction, clarify exactly what you want and your brain will figure out the steps to get there. Yeah. It's like
0: looking down this lane and you go, oh, that way. Cool. Yeah, there's no, it's,
1: it's like looking at a wall versus yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at a road because with, <laughs> with, with the negative pattern, there's nowhere to go. That's so true. That's a
0: great way to put it. It's like looking at a wall. (laughs) Banging your head against it. Your,
1: Your hands are tied. Your feet are tied. You're miserable and you want to tell the world about it. Oh man. There's nowhere to go.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Couple more. Bucket list concert.
1: Bucket list concert. Yeah. Uh, could this be a concert in the past? Anything.
0: Past, present, <clears throat> dream concert. You're, you're there, front row, horns it up, ready to rock. What, what are you doing? Dark side what of the moon. Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. World tour. Where, where are you seeing them? Oh.
1: Somewhere in South America. Ooh, Let's go with Brazil. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to knock out all the countries in South America. I've already been to Brazil, but I liked it. It was a cool place. Okay. Cool,
0: perfect. Love that, man. And what an atmosphere too! They know how to party, right? Yeah, that'd be a fun time.
1: Good right. times, good times.
0: Okay, final one. Mic drop moment here for you, buddy. Number one pro tip for the listeners, the audience, the fans. The lovers on how to discover that inner rock star. What's that number one pro tip for them? Number
1: one pro tip to discover the inner rock star. Go back to w- William James' quote. <clears throat> Things reveal themselves soonest to those who most passionately want them. To the mind content with little, the much, much of the world will forever remain hidden. If there's something missing, uh, the more you want it, um, the more action you take, uh, the sooner you're going to get there. The sooner you're going to uncover that rock star underneath there. Take action. Boil all that down, take action.
0: Uh,